Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter, you can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation, and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about understanding your nervous system's fear cycle. I spoke in an earlier podcast about having the understanding of what's going on with you as being really helpful. And like I said, you don't have to understand big, complex things, and we don't need to take this to a real technical level, but we do well, when we can understand in some way what is happening to us and our own body and how this is all connected, our thoughts and our body. And so I wanted to discuss the um, nervous system's fear cycle a little bit today. Pain and anxiety have a lot of things in common. Just like when you have pain, oversensitized nervous system is on a spectrum. You know, when you are in pain, they often ask you the scale of zero to 10, where are you on that scale? And you learn to kind of judge where you are. Is your pain worse? Is it better? How far? So it's a good thing to be able to check into once in a while. We can do the same with our oversensitized nervous system. It too is on a spectrum. And we could say that was from zero to 10 also. With some people on one end, uh, the zero end, simply able to ignore their sensations and their sensitized feelings that come up, they are just easy with it. It doesn't, it doesn't get to them as it will to somebody who's extremely oversensitized on the other end of the spectrum at a 10. And that would be being overwhelmed by everything. The wind blowing feels too much. Uh, many things are, are too much to handle, overwhelmed by life, unable to cope, unable to do many daily living activities and chores. And so we can see there's the zero and the one, two, three, where we're able to kind of ignore what's happening, a sensation or a feeling, because we're all getting these feelings. We all have things. And I'll just throw in a personal example here of when I was, when I was very anxious, I have to tell you, I 
used to think I was having a heart attack when I would have gas bubbles that were affecting around my chest, my heart area. And so I didn't quite understand uh, how that was not a heart attack because it felt extremely painful. It was in the center of my chest. This was back in the 70s. There was no internet or Google for me to check into things. And so I was kind of stuck with my own mind and at thinking that, well, this is many, many, many years later, decades and decades later, I still have the same heart. I was not having a heart attack. I was having a gas bubble, but I was so oversensitized that just that little feeling threw me off my keel. I was thinking this was something really dramatic and something dangerous that I needed to take care of. And that's what happens when we become on the end of the spectrum with our oversensitized nervous system. I was probably up around eight or nine then, you know, just really thinking that every little feeling was really huge. It required my immediate attention. Now, maybe some of you can relate to this, and maybe you are also feeling overwhelmed by life and unable to cope. Well, who who wouldn't be feeling that way if everything that you feel in your body is so alarming? And the more stress and fear we entertain and pay attention to, the bigger this gets, the more sensitized we become. So there's big choices that need to be happening here, and we do have choice. And once we are sensitized and we are exhausted and we are in a cycle there of falling down the wormhole with anxious thoughts, with getting more tired, with being even more sensitized. And then we begin to lose hope because we're cycling around and around, but we're also going down. What is this cycle that I'm talking about and why does it continue? Why does the fact that we become exhausted lead us into having more sensitized feelings? And the cycle looks like this. It's fear and then we react and then we have more fear. And on the physical side, it looks like fear, our thoughts, our feelings that bring up the fear, then goes to adrenaline. This is the physical thing that's happening inside of us, the the adrenaline, the cortisol, and the other multitude of hormones that begin to cascade because of our body doing what it needs to do to take care of us. It thinks we're in danger, so it's trying to get us taken care of so that we have the energy to uh, fight or to flee. And this is when we go in that type of um, reaction. And we, what we want to learn to do is to respond versus react. This is how we start to break this cycle. But what we do in this fear, reaction, fear cycle, we go around and around until we can find our own ways to interrupt the cycle. And all we need to do is to interrupt it enough in the beginning to gain even a few moments 
of clarity, a few moments of calm where we're reminded once again of our own true nature. Because as I have said in the past, this peace and calm, your inner peace and calm didn't go away. It didn't dry up and disappear. It's in there. Just have to find your way back to it. It's there and you just need to remember it, to be reminded of it. So we learn, we have to learn how to interrupt the cycle with our own mind and our own body if we are to heal and clear this reaction. We don't want to be living with knee-jerk reaction. Every time we have a stressful thought, it doesn't have to engage our fear we can learn to respond. We can see it. We become an observer of what is going on in both of our body and our mind. So spending time going around and around in the cycle can really cause us to become more exhausted. And it's hard to imagine when you haven't struggled with a, a high stress or anxiety or panic or PTSD. It's hard to imagine how tired this can actually make you. But we become exhausted and more fearful of each new thought and sensation. And anybody who has gone around this cycle enough can can attest to the fact that the body and the mind but the body will come up with a new sensation once you have wrangled an old sensation and made sense of it and let it go, got tired of it and just be, were able to let it be. And then the, the body will come up with another one. They hop around and that is exhausting. And the same with thoughts. You will have a new thought once you have let go of an intrusive thought because you were either tired of it, you surrendered to it, you said, I don't care if you're there, it doesn't bother me if you're there, one way or the other I'm going on with my day, it'll come up with something new, because it's trying to get you to take action, to do something. And you have to, you have to play the same game with that new thought. You can't let it, uh, can't let it upset you or put you back into that fear reaction, fear cycle. You don't want to react. You want to become the observer and be able to see what is going on, to see the thought you are thinking and make a choice, whether you're going to be fearful of it and react, or if you're just going to respond with action if action is required, and if it's just a random thought and you can see it for that, that you let it go. But this is where we have to take our own healing into our own hands and be able to interrupt this cycle. We have to do this ourselves. And when we are that exhausted and having more and more fearful thoughts and and new sensations popping up, many people become unable to make decisions because it is a a time of being exhausted. Indecision becomes a very real part of anxiety. Decisions that were once easy become a challenge. Self-confidence starts to erode. uh, And we fall prey to things like obsessions and depressions because we're exhausted. 
So at this point where we are fearing the worst with our physical health, or maybe it's our mental health, we're beginning to think we are really losing it, we're going to crack up. And instead of being reassured by, you know, many people go to the the doctor or the ER, many people report to me when they come to see me that they were at the emergency room since the last time we talked. And our well-meaning healthcare providers may, instead of reassuring you that you are going to be okay and that these are fears and symptoms are based on our emotions because they will often be told that they are anxious. They can say things often that add to your fear. It's like throwing another log on the fire and you can feel worse. So this isn't done to harm you. This is done because this is what they are believing and seeing. But again, you bring it back to you, run it through your filters, and instead of reacting to something that you are hearing from a well-meaning healthcare provider that may just be saying things that are striking you as fearful, you get to respond. You get to say, this is information. I will run this through my own filters and I will see how I feel and how I can take care of myself. Can I bring my own level of stress and anxiety down just a hair? And we do that by observing what's happening instead of reacting to it. In our observation of what's happening, we get to respond. This is just giving a little bit of space in between what is happening and what we're going to do. When we don't have space, it's just knee-jerk reaction. So we want to split it open and have a little bit of space so we can respond. If we end up being entrenched in this cycle, things that used to be normal everyday stresses and occurrences become alarming to us. And that just creates more stress and keeps the cycle of fear, reaction, fear going. So I want you to pay attention to the level of exhaustion that you might be at. If you are tired, you need to rest. This is an exhausting cycle that we're talking about here. And if you can get yourself some rest, get a better perspective, you'll be able to start responding versus reacting. So do it for yourself. I know that rest is not actually something we boast about doing. You know, we talk about working, how many hours a week we work, how many, uh, how few hours we sleep. Although people are starting to turn a little bit here and getting better care of their own bodies, it's still frowned upon in many circles to talk about taking a nap or getting extra rest or taking an extra day off. But I want you to feel confident in your ability to know where your body is at and what it needs. And if you need rest, I would love for you to take some rest. Now keep in mind that we can enter this state of the fear, reaction, fear, 
from chronic stress or from sudden trauma. So you don't really need to know where it came from. But regardless of how you entered, the exit is the same. And we start by understanding this cycle that we are in and accepting our place in the cycle because that gives us the power to find our way out. If we just ignore it, if we pretend it's not happening, we won't be able to make any changes. So find where you are on that fear reaction fear cycle and catch yourself when you are reacting. Give yourself just a little tiny bit of space. That space will increase as you start having more energy and self-confidence, but split that open just enough to make a choice to have a response instead of a knee-jerk reaction. I hope this has been helpful for you, and I look forward to hearing from any of you who have questions or comments. Send me an email Anxiety Coaches Podcast at gmail.com. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to remind you that if you want more than what's offered here and more personal guidance, you might be ready for our group coaching membership program. It's a deeper dive into what you learn here on these episodes. Each month, you'll receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets sent in email. You'll also receive two live group coaching calls, which are recorded in case you can't attend. Those will help guide you through your challenges. And there's also a secret Facebook group for coach and community support every day, all month long. So if you're ready for more, go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. I discovered I always have choices, and sometimes it's only a choice of attitude. And that's from Judith M. Knowlton. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.